Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, August 3rd. We are 10 days away from the start of the Premier League season. In this episode, a monumental day for U.S. soccer as the men win their second final over their rival Mexico in six weeks. The women's team proves that pride does indeed come before the fall. But first, Mike, Harry King is holding out for a move to Manchester City. What's going to happen next? Who knows? It's really, it's a question of, um, it's going to be a staring contest now. But so you said we're 10 days out from the Premier League season. I'm very excited. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then I wake up. I wake up. You know what was weird? This weekend, I, I kind of had this emptiness in my life where I was like, oh, I want I want it back. I want it back. It's 10 a.m. I want it back. And uh, Monday morning comes. I wake up. I roll over. I look at my phone. And it is exploding with Tottenham fans basically eating their own head on Twitter. Uh, effectively, it was the fight scene from Anchorman in real time. People were, it was a bloodbath. And all because Harry Kane decided that he wouldn't show up for training today. When he was supposed to report after his vacation, his holiday, after the, the Euros, uh, 10 days before the Premier League season, a little bit late as it is, he's a no-show. Now here comes all of this... Uh, how dare he, this indignance from Spurs fans. Now, understand, he had what he understood to be an under-the-table handshake deal with Daniel Levy, Tottenham's chairman, last season. He said, look, Harry, give me one more go. We've got Mourinho. We've got a full season. Let's, let's give it another shot. He, who has been at the club since he's 11 years old, lives, breathes, and bleeds Tottenham. Lily White, uh, he was like, okay, that's fair. Now, under, the other thing you have to understand is that he and signed he just a, had his best all-round season. Yes, but he signed a six-year contract in 2018, which means he's got three years left on it. His brother is his agent, okay? The difference – it's not good. I've met him. He's a nice guy. He's a fucking boob. I thought okay? he was that big back – oh, no, that's Garrett Bale's agent. Is the big back. Yeah, I yeah, know. He's just like tall, skinny, like whatever. And, in fact, I saw him play – and he sucks. And I was like, wow, it's hilarious that he got literally none of the actual football talent in the family. Like, it all went to Harry. Um, there was, like, a little fi- like 5v5 tournament or whatever. And I'm like, this dude stinks. It's hilarious. But the difference is that there are two big fish that Manchester City are, are in for this summer. One of them being Harry Kane. The other, of course, being Jack Grealish. It sounds like they're relatively close with Grealish. The reason why they're relatively close to Grealish is because he has a clause in his contract. This is for 100 million euros or pounds, what I'm not sure. Uh, he can leave, right? Mm-hmm. He can go. And Harry Kane doesn't have that. He's got three years left on his deal. Spurs have said all summer long, Fabio Paratici and, and Daniel Levy less so. He's trying to stay out of the limelight. But he they have both said, yeah, I mean, he's going to honor his contract. Like, I have no problem telling him that. Um, and so this is really the only recourse that Kane feels like he has to force a move away that, like, again, he felt like he was promised. Um, I'm just... I'm torn because I love him more than I love some of my family members. Uh, I normal, want normal, to see him go. Stuff. Yeah, I want to see him go. I want to see him flourish and and you know 
get all the accolades from a team perspective that he desires. He almost got it with England. It was just, again, like always the bridesmaid, never the bride sort of thing. And I'm just, I don't know what happens next because like we said, there's such a few, few amount of days until the season starts. Oh, by the way, Milan, uh, do you know who Tottenham plays to open the season? Uh, Manchester City. That'd be correct. Manchester City uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But you've had good luck in the early attacks. Last season, well, two seasons. But that's not the point. They could win 4 nothing. 30 shots and gave up one goal. They could win 4 nothing, and the whole stadium, which finally will be full again, is going to riot. It's going to get nuts. All right? It's it's uh, this holy shit pot is stirring, and it's going to really, really pop off, I think. I'm, I'm very concerned. So here's the thing with the gentleman's agreement. Uh, the greatest player of all time ever in the history of soccer, and it's not close, Lionel Messi had the same gentleman's agreement and literally went public with it. It was like, these people promised me and fucked me. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> and last season, before the season started, uh, they were gonna, he was going to go to City. He literally wrote, that was the post. These people promised me I could leave. They, they're using a technicality on the timing of things and fucked me and didn't let me leave. And the chairman got fired for that, to be fair. Yep. Yeah. So listen, uh, because, wait. Because because the structure of the team is different. So you just gave if, me. If Lionel, wait, 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 hold on. You gave me the Lionel biggest Messi idea. Messi can get fucked. Harry Kane's getting fucked. But if Harry Kane gets Daniel Levy fired, the statue's going up tomorrow, right? Like, that's it. He, like, score as many Be goals careful. against Arsenal as you want. Be careful what you wish for. You have. Is he in like Brian Cashman range without, except without any winning? Yeah, without any winning. But now he's yeah, got yeah, yeah. Paratici in. The problem isn't that what he's doing now or what he's going to do next. It's what he's done the last four years, right? Mm-hmm. I, he he did this to Pochettino well before he did it to Kane. Yeah, um, yeah. it's the screw. And now, so some of the some of the arguments I see on Twitter is like, well, you know, in the Champions League run, he was injured and he didn't play most of that. Okay. Yeah, but it's not sustainable. Like that. Okay. They were yeah. Lucky, right. Like right? it was. It was right. great, and no one's saying that Spurs didn't play hard and fight. But they were falling apart in every other game. They seemed to conjure the fucking football gods whenever they played. It was incredible. Like so Lucas Mora kind of finish all of a sudden. It was like right, right. This lunatic alien who's playing amazing. <laughs> that that's exactly it. Like the idea that like there's this already like deep-seated coping mechanism like people are on like already on stage six of like this grief stage right so uh they're they're sitting there saying oh well we don't need him he's always hurt he's injury prone he's not that great all of the things things that they spent like the last basically eight years now being the only ones who would ever defend him through thick and thin through anything when they like how many times have i complained on this show about this the media giving him shit or whatever football fans are an emotional lot like a guy scores the game-winning goal. The second he says, I might want to leave, he's dead to them, right? So well, this segues really well into Grealish, which it has been insane for the Villa fans. They're just like on cuckoo land. Like, he's evil. City are evil. The world is out to get us. Why is this happening? And it's all but done, basically. It's basically Grealish. Well, and they've already say, replaced I'm him. I'm ready to go. With some, they've already replaced players. him with some good players. But, like, really but good the thing, players. I want to – I want to dig into that culture piece more because I think that there's yeah, a lot yeah. there that's really interesting because yeah. Harry Kane's the best player Tottenham has ever had. And it's uh, sharing him, maybe, fine. But, like, whatever. It's, it's certainly in my lifetime. Okay. Yeah. Sure. sure. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, fine. But, but so, like, 
if you had a Mount Rushmore, he's his ugly face is on it, right? So he's definitely uh, on it. He does so, need hair lip surgery. The, the the interesting thing about this is that they at the drop of a hat they all turn on him and stick with the club. Now the club has been not necessarily Tottenham Hotspur, but the powers that be at the club, as I mentioned, Daniel Levy's the reason we're here. The reason we, we that Pochettino's not still here. The reason that he doesn't have a capable backup, so that when he does get hurt, nobody cares and he doesn't get rushed back right away, which is something that wouldn't happen in Manchester City, by the way. Um, Never. We have too many players. It's kind of sad. Exactly. But so the 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 cultural thing, where let's say okay, actually this is a good parallel. Speaking of Brian Cashman, the Derek Jeter negotiations back in what 2012, 2011. I don't remember exactly. That went public. What happened? Everybody went, Brian Cashman, if I see you in the street, I'm going to knock you the fuck out, right? Like, whereas they're like, no, yeah, no. The if Jeter leaves, year, I'm leaving with year, him. That was year 18 versus year seven. But, but even more so, even more to the point, Jeter's old as shit, and I'm still yeah. leaving with him because I hate you for doing this to him. And whereas for a, for a second, not even for a second – Tottenham fans didn't even entertain that idea. Some of the there was some rational thinking that I saw eventually, but everybody who was like, "I backed you," I said, so, "Every," so I, this, I defended you forever. Now you, you you turn around and do this to me. It's not to you. The this bad. is a lar- this is a, a actually you're touching on something I wanted to talk about. I just didn't have a good way to get to it, but this really brings up something that is a longer term trend that got triggered to me from something else, but I think we should talk about it. And it's. The idea of following player versus following club. Some sports are very team centric. Some mm-hmm. sports are more player centric. And soccer, I think, is a little bit in the middle, but it's far more club centric. You follow your team. Like the players come and go. There's a really respectful, I'm happy you were here and did well. The player always respects the team and goes, I really enjoyed the time here. Like it is a vessel which players come through and leave and a very small group of players actually come to represent the club weird players too like mark noble for 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 west ham he's not their best player ever but he's a he represents west ham no matter what then like paulo di cano randomly was there for three years he represents west ham so they come through as servants and sort of live with the club and you go henderson um uh steve gerrard is almost inseparable from Liverpool to the point that when he goes to the Premier League, he is going to have to manage a team that the Liverpool faithful say is okay somehow. It's going to have to be, oh, a team you brought up from the championship or like Newcastle is harmless. It can never be Everton. It can never be Man United. It can never be City. Well, no, it can't be City. Not now. No, it can't be City. It can't be City. Right, but but it, it does have that. And one of the things that was coming up with the NBA, I think one of the reasons that the NBA, that I like to talk about you less so, is actually in trouble in a weird way. The players have transcended their teams. Mm-hmm. They're just disconnected from them. And you follow the player. The player yep. is the vessel. There's probably, Ronaldo has that, right? He's one player who has it. Like when he left Real Madrid and went to Juventus, he literally brought 5 million Instagram followers to Juventus. So wait, one thing I'll say is that as Americans grew into Premier League fandom, Clint Dempsey was one of the reasons I became a Tottenham supporter. When Clint Dempsey yeah. left, <laughs> when Clint Dempsey left, uh, I was sitting in the middle of the room like, oh, he's gone now. Um, I'm still here. 
I guess. So there's but there's a lot of that a where has a great, but it has a glue to it. Somehow you get stuck in. Yes, it's no, no. I, I, but what I'm saying is a lot of the entryway for American for, sports fans into the Premier League was through a player. Was Donovan going to Everton? Right? Was was well, Dempsey? All the was fans, Howard? All the American guys. Fulham, right? Exactly. So, so there were a lot of fans. Fulham. A lot. I, if you're listening to the show and you do not have a Premier League affiliation yet, find the ethos of a club that catches you. Do not do it for a player because, like I said, he's going to be gone in three years, and you're going to be sitting there like, do I really want to keep doing this? I did so, it for Mario Balotelli, and he left me. That's right. Well, yeah, and then you got 47 million trophies, so you're fine. But uh, <laughs> I, I still love Mario Balotelli. Yeah, yeah. He's a black Italian. Why always me? He's not so Italian. Fucking happy. He's not that Italian. That dude is Italian. He's adopted. Dude His is... parents are Italian. He has two white parents that are Italian. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's Italian like I'm he goes African, to his okay? He's as Italian as you are American. No, he's as Italian as I am Italian. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But so it's really, it's, I just, I, that was the thing I was marveling at this morning. I just, people who would go to bat for this guy, no matter what, and by the way, right, we're not talking about, um, a guy who's a questionable character or whatever. No, there's, there's numerous examples where he is the most utmost perfect citizen and, um, you know, Not representative of your club. Yeah, yeah. You want him. And for he's the England player. captain. And so now his reputation has been tarnished over one training session. That's so weird to me. Now, England is overreactive inherently in their, their sports media. Because they don't have anything to grab. They don't have anything else to talk about. We've we've, we've yeah, discussed but, this till we're blue in the face. But they don't even get interviews with players. But, it's literally, there's nothing. Right. And so that's they the thing is that – the silence piece is is the part they where everybody's no just all, they're all spinning their tires and going nuts. Yeah, yeah. And so I just I that was the thing that I took away from today. In fact, it was nice to numb myself from the potential stab wound of Harry Kane leaving my club with this uh this weird sort of cultural difference, right? Um but yeah, I I, I, I don't know. City, if a guy is dissentful, he's gone and no one even thinks about it. He's just right. And right, so like, now Leroy Sané has been vaporized. I don't so, think about him at all. <laughs> right. And so let's get let's dive into what might happen next now. Uh he's going well, to let, apparently well, get a well, hefty fine. Thing, right? First City is going to sign Grealish. First. Yes. That's going to yep. happen. For about 100 million pounds roughly? A big a big number. Yeah. yeah. A big number. That, it'll be the highest pay, highest fee they ever spend. Mm-hmm. And but I think Levy is playing with fire. City could just be like Forget it. We got, okay. we got Grealish. We're good. And so one of the that points I happen. saw, which I agree and with. And then they could start, start, turn the screws on, on Kane. Well, th- they already have, which I, if you don't think that the the uh, nation state was behind this move, if you think Harry Kane's idiot brother came up with this, you're out of your mind. <laughs> but the, the thing that's important you got to remember is um, Harry sure. Kane has a value piece, right? Like he is He has a value number. If, if Grealish is X, Kane is Y, I don't care what it is, but whatever yeah. Spurs believe him to be worth, they shouldn't have to sell him for less, right? The media shouldn't be like, oh, let him go. Because you know what? No, the same gonna, reason. You got to get paid. Get the money. Like, get I, the money. I, under, I okay? understand Spurs' position. They have him under contract. They don't have to let him go. Right. They just don't. So, they, But the, if they keep him and he just mails it in, you know, it it'll it's gonna go to the end. Like we don't. It, this there's not ten days to go for, for this to be over. There's forty. 
40. Yep. And right. Uh, and, and, and so that's kind of where I struggle with. Uh, I don't think he's the kind of guy who will pout like, like Erickson sort of oh, did. No, towards go, the he'll end. go play. He'll go play. He will play. But he loves the club. Too he'll, do you think that he'll throw those elbows when he's back into people that he likes? To no, do? no, 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 no. All right, look. He'll take, he'll take those kicks in the foot. He'll just be like, my back hurts. There is one other thing that could turn the tide on this, and it is finally getting – I mean, you've seen Spurs making some minor activity. Apparently, they're signing Christian Romero from, from Atalanta for 50 million pounds. What I'm saying – and I'm just allow my delusion. Better. Allow my delusion for a moment, okay? Danny Ings uh, is waiting for you. If they are able to say, hey, look, Harry – We've got we've got these pieces in place. We're being ambitious now. All the things you w- listen. Is it too short? Too little? Too late? Absolutely. Yes. But that's the that's only right, thing yeah. that they can do still. If they come down from on high and they're like, "Well, how dare you? You're under contract and do all this shit." It's just going to continue to turn the screws, right? Yeah. But they need to kind of take kid gloves with this for a second and go, "Listen, here's one of two things is going to happen. You are worth 150 million pounds, whatever the number is. I'm making that up, right?" Uh, you're worth X. If City give us X or close to X, you can go. And we love you and we will miss you. But just so you know, we're trying to make Tottenham Hotspur a better football club, regardless of whether you're here or not, frankly. And we want you to be part of the equation. We want you to be part of the solution. And here's what we're doing. Here's what we brought in Fabio Paratici to do. Here's what he's already done. I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm not saying that again, it is too too little too late. But what those are the two what, approaches. Here's the thing. If Kane goes and Adama Triori shows up and they put him at the nine and he just and he just hoof balls to him, it could be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. I love Triori. I love <laughs> so him. But like he's awesome. <laughs> look, and there's there another another thing that needs I mean, to be said. Can, can you see him, Sun and Mora as, as a three with, with Sun in the middle playing the game yeah. role? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. it'd be fun. I see the Listen. future. That's it. That you know what? I'm happy now. That's what you do. <laughs> Sonny drops deep and plays this the cane role. He I can do it. He, I don't know that he and can. And then do you it. let Triori and Crazy Mora run like lunatics. I don't know that. I don't know that Sonny's that guy. I think Sonny's a lunatic he runner. Likes but, he likes to finish. He likes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I, I we've seen him. two uh, teams do this now: Sonny Leicester City, Burnley. Sonny going through Burnley. Let me just go. What a moment. What a moment. Oh, it was unbelievable. He ran through what nine guys? He was amazing. <laughs> but I want football. I want football. I want football. I want football. Realistically, I want football. three. I'm I'm blanking on the third one. I yeah, I know you'll help me out with this. Leicester City sells Mares, gets all Not these players problem. in. They're fine. Liverpool puts an empire on Coutinho's back, essentially. They sell Coutinho, they get Van Dyke, Salah, and Mane. In addition to yeah. another other piece and the- Allison. But right. they got money before. They got them for whatever, cheap. whatever. They've had some misses. Like to be fair, Liverpool have had misses. Like Naby Keita, Oxley Chamberlain was like thirty million. Sure, yeah, oh, absolutely. Shit. But what I'm saying is, they got 150 million for Coutinho from Barcelona, and they put it into action, and they built the best team in Europe. Frankly, for sure. they won for the Premier years. League, and, and the and yeah, yeah. So just not back there to back, is right? they, one and then the other. Yeah, doesn't matter. They did. The point I'm making is there is a way forward for Spurs. This is not all doom and gloom. Now, with that said, it is 10 days before the season. We're going to get waxed by Manchester City, whether Kane is on which side of the field or playing at all. There's a path, but you're not in the state that Liverpool's in. Like Liverpool had had Klopp in place. They already had had Mane. 
and he didn't even want Coutinho, and they moved him, and they didn't have a sucker in Barcelona to move him. I'm not they saying that we're going to turn around and be 2019 Liverpool. What I'm saying is that there's a blueprint, right? Leicester did the it. Other, the Liverpool... other blueprint is bail for the seven clowns. Well, clownish. <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And that the other thing that scares me is that, like, they – like, clubs – Wolves, for example – or or whoever else, Atalanta with the the Christian Romero signing, they know that this financial windfall is coming, right? So their price, if this player was twenty five million, now he's thirty five million. So this, and I, that's, so that's the piece that bothers me. If Levy knew and was planning to sell, they would have bought players already. Yeah, no, they're not planning to sell. No, they're not. No. They're not. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't the thing. He wasn't there. He was focused on the Euros. They're like, we're going to respect that. And then he fucked off to a, you know going on vacation, and whatever, which he he deserves. I'm not saying that. They didn't actually have a conversation with the guy before he left for the Euros, which that's when that needed to happen, and that's when he went on that run in the in the knockout round, and that should have been Manchester City on high alert. He here comes a 200 million bid or whatever, right, uh, for Harry Kane. Here's and let's go into that part of it now because now I want to get your your side on this as the Manchester City fan. <laughs> You're getting Grealish for a hundred million or whatever it is, big yes, number. We're getting Grealish. Sure. I just okay. I'm not saying you don't listen. You need a striker more than you need Jack Grealish. That I think we agree on that, right? Yes, but right. Well, okay, yes, but but hold on. Follow me on this. Whatever the number is. And it's going to be bigger than Grealish to get Kane, right? It, it's going to be a huge number. You'd have to put up with Levy's bullshit in negotiations. If if Sheikh Mansour comes in with 140, Levy's going to turn his nose up to it like a prick, and it's like he's going to laugh at him. City like, are very I, I, good. They will walk. They'll just be like, "Nope, thanks. You need us." Right. We but gave you it, a reasonable offer. Exactly. This is our number. Fuck off. We don't need right. Kane. And so, and we'll if turn you're going and to literally sign. Danny Ings and be fine and play they half the game that. without a fucking striker. But if you're going to spend 140, let's say it's 140 million. That uh, would be a reasonable number. It would be for Frank, which sounds so for ridiculous Frank. to say out loud, but yeah. that actually is a reasonable number. Why aren't you going to get Erling Haaland? That's my question. What are we why doing? Why the fuck? Why are you getting 28 year old Harry Kane? Leave my guy. This alone. is what I've been saying the whole time. I'm I like, don't understand it. That part doesn't make any sense either. to me. And I that part, that's the that part's part that sort of gone. Either. It's gotten really quiet on the Borussia Dortmund front. And I think I have an idea why. And I remember you telling me this, I think, early last season when we were doing one of our first episodes on the show when we were talking about Jaden Sancho, right? When Dortmund at the beginning of the they summer move said, one, they move one guy at a time. Yes. But. I remember what you were saying about it, and, and I think it was true and why United didn't get Sancho last year. They said, all right, he's going to cost $85 million. And United said, hmm, $60 million. They're like, no, $85 million. Uh, We're going to stop negotiating with you in two weeks. It's $85 million. Two weeks later, United goes, $70 million. Like, dude, last chance, $85 million. Not going to happen. German. The number is right. 85 right. That's it. And so United <laughs> finally goes, all right, two, mo two months later, though, all right, we'll give you 80 no man. A, the number is still eighty-five, and B, no. Now we're too busy. We got our season we're, to go. We got worry to about. Do. We got shit to do. Talk to the player. Uh, we're cool. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I think. Because listen, their number I mean, is one seventy-five, and you don't hit one seventy-five, they'll right. just play. They but the care. thing is, is that 
this summer was so condensed because of the Euro, because of the late run in the schedule. Um, and they're starting on time this year, right? So um, you've got all of those elements. The Germans are getting ready for their season. So earlier during the Euros, one of the light, the stories that kind of got buried was that Abramovich sanctioned, say, sell this guy, sell that guy, sell this guy. Let's raise $150 million and they just shoot so it right over. Here's the thing, though. But that's gone Chelsea quiet. They have been selling players. They're just not big name players. But it's, I want to say, if I look at the transfer list, and I'd have to go through it, and you went through Chelsea sales, they've already raised 50, 60 million on, on guys you don't know. Like this teenager sure. is, is five. This teenager said, they're, sell, they're moving their nickels and dimes to yeah. get the dollar. They're like the kid who fucking empties out the piggy bank and they're counting the nickels. They're like, hey, hey, I got a million dollars. I got. So they're readying it, and I think they would go for Holland, but I, I don't think that Barusa doesn't want to move two guys at once. They usually do it one at a time. You think about Mario Goetze, then Lewandowski, then they do it slowly. They don't want yeah, yeah, yeah. to build their whole team. And I think and I think they do. The players have an affinity for the club because they're very upfront, they're very honest player, and they do. Their they don't have handshake deals. Right, but if they do, they announce it. They're like in the middle of the season. Lewandowski is going to Bayern Munich, and he plays the rest of the season for Bayern Munich. For, for fucking Dortmund. For Dortmund, yeah. Fucking weird. I don't know how the yeah. hell they do that. Because I once I've changed a job and I know I'm leaving, I mail it in. It's yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of things we need to talk about. But I think first we have to uh, talk about our friend, Mr. Joe, at Attitude of Gratitude. Yeah. We love him. He's our Let's friend. talk a little bit about financial planning with Manchester City, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if you are not Sheikh Mansour and you can't just buy whatever player you want, you can go see our friend Joe at Attitude of Gratitude. He really focuses on tactical things like getting your bills paid down and finding you money in real ways. He's got a great website. It's designed for conversion. I bet every single person who comes to this website signs up. I signed up the second I saw it because you can tell how much he cares about it. It's professional. It looks good. The guy's a father. He put the baby on there. What a fucking genius. I'm yeah. going to click contact right now. That's so, a good, the baby uh, is a good attitude with our friend Joe. It goes right into scheduling a time with him and it is wonderful. And we're going to come back in a minute and talk about our favorite thing, the women's, the U.S. women's national team. Okay, Mike, it's time. What do you It got? is time. Uh, first of all, let me start with this. I was a former huge fan of the U.S. women's national team, including... Megan Rapino in 2011 when she basically did the Donovan goal. Well, actually, Abby Wambach scored it, but like the Donovan she's goal my, in 2010. I raised my hand. The, she's my favorite player on that team because she Rapinoe. comes for the ball. She wants to do shit. Like even when she was bad in the the Dutch game, she was the one doing shit. Her touch was bad. Every cross sucked. But yeah. she still she's got a. I'm not. I don't care. This she's Mark show. Noble now. <laughs> no, but she's she's looking more and more like Mark Noble. She yeah. is, she plays like a dude, right? Sure. Who wants the ball. She, she has a very in. male spirit, a very aggressive, give me the fucking ball and yes. get the fuck out of the way kind of spirit. I like that about her. It's 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 partially why you don't like her because she's that way oh. with her opponent. No, no, no. Opinions. And that's the thing is that, no, yeah. hold on. Uh, <laughs> listen, be whoever you fucking want to be. That's fine. I but the, 
but the I don't have to like you, yeah. But I I love that that she her game spoke to me right and, and when, yeah. earlier in her career ten years ago what she was 25, 26 at that point she was great uh, and let's be clear she has been part of the greatest run in women's soccer history it's not close yeah. Yeah. but the arrogance the 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 aggressiveness and tenaciousness if you will of her game bled oh and you know kind of melded with the success that they were having as a team and her personally uh and she became extremely arrogant and extremely um uh i guess overpudges isn't the right word but like just it is it's just arrogant and the point is that then that seeped back into her style of play and not just her but the larger the team right wait i didn't even know this but as a national team player and this, if you want to get into nerd stats, her per ninety is a goal and a, a a goal or an assist per game for her career. Well, sure, but That's I mean they have World Cup sick. qualifying against Jamaica where they put up fourteen. Okay, no, but this is so no, no, dude, I know, that I is know, still really fucking hard. It's really really good. the The point about this tournament, it's not this game, it's not U.S. The U.S. Women's National Team loses to Canada for the first time ever on a big stage, really. And by the way. Good for Christine Sinclair for like a hot second. That poor girl was Wait, just basically even, the. Was she even play that game? Did she even play? I thought I thought I saw that she was on the field. So I mean, whatever. She's on the staff if she's not part of the team. Right. But good for Team Canada, who has been the whipping boy in Concacaf or whipping girl, I suppose, for this juggernaut of of the U.S. team. The trouble that we've found is, and we've seen it with the men's team a lot as well, is that the coaching is just not up to snuff. Uh, and and nope. we have athleticism out the ass. We are arguably the most athletic team in the world. But it's a it's a struggle to get clinical, smart tactics, good technicians, either from a player perspective, coaching Rapino perspective. We is talked about who, that. Is a, who is a good technician. She She's is a good technician. One. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sinclair there, well, Sinclair no, there, there were a few. There were a few on this women's team, but they – they're getting older. Rapino is what thirty six, I think, and yeah. couple that with two things: the the changing of the guard, if you will, the shrinking of the gap between them and the field, and from a pure talent perspective. So it was smaller, but now tactics, good coaching is basically making that gap irrelevant because. You've got the one-two punch of good coaching from the Netherlands or from Sweden or from England. And additionally, shit coaching from the U.S. Basically, since Pia Sundhag left, which I believe was 2013, 2014 era. Whenever also, Jill Ellis came in, also, it really fell off the cliff. Base, it's also at the base level. Like, this is only anecdotal. I don't, you know, watch girls soccer that much. But I have listened to Bill Simmons talk about his daughter, who's a travel soccer player. And it's enough. You know, it's one anecdote. They still play kick and chase, and the clubs make money based yep. on their winning record. And basically the best girl, they kick the ball up to the field, and they win. And you watch the United States women's team. They kick the ball up the field. I mean, that was – baby horse, and she gets it and scores goals. But the thing And before her, it was Wambach. Right. The painful thing is I can't tell you how many times I was watching a women's team when Kristen Press was playing. She has the fucking first touch of a woman with stone shoes on. Like – yeah. She would run past someone and then kick it 10 feet in front of her. And then yeah. you watch the Dutch are just like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, they're just getting in because they're just playing around them. Now, yes, the women can kick the ball up the field and run past people. They're literally heads and shoulders bigger, right? Mm -hmm. They would just throw people off the ball. It was, it's pretty impressive. And that's what we won by because we have depth beyond 
depth. Like I showed you that thing. We have 9 million girls under 18 yeah. playing. 9 million compared more than the rest of the world combined. No, I know. Now, and, not, but, the, but we suck. We suck. It's, it's unwatchable. So, and let's be very clear about something. I don't want to be the one that says, oh, they finally lost for the first time in five years or whatever. We said it's it not, immediately. Yeah. We were we were first guessing this team from the jump, saying, hey, there is a reckoning coming. And it showed up, right? It showed up the whole tournament. It wasn't just like, oh, they got upset by Canada. Frankly, they got their asses kicked by Sweden in the first game. They had a they had they drew with Australia, I believe, who they're going to they play in the draw. bronze medal That's game. The one with, yeah, they're gonna lose that game. So okay, they get by by the skin of their ass against the Netherlands, who outplayed them. Penalty. On a missed penalty, right? And and fine, that happens. And listen, you need luck in these tournaments, and I get it. Uh, again, I I don't want I want to have some takes. We called Vivian Miedma. She fucking scored two goals, and every time she touched the ball, yeah, we were petrified because she had technical ability to touch and shoot with no backlift. There's no one mm-hmm. on the U.S. team who can play in front of a back four with with no space, swivel and score goals. None, right. zero. Yep. Everything is pace. Everything is over the top. Yeah. And the coach, uh, I was just looking at Vladko and Donovsky. That's him. Is a is a clown, basically. Right. He's a guy from the former Yugoslavia. You know, played in the U.S. a lot, a lot of indoor soccer. He's why is the he coach of, of 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 the Rain FC? So basically, he's right. Megan Rapinoe's chosen coach. Exactly. And this is the point. I I've said this on the show before, but. There needs to be a purge, right? Whether I like Rapino or I hate her, it's time to go, right? It's, it's time, time to go. To go. <laughs> like, it it's time to go time for to go. her. For uh, Carly Lloyd, who was another champion, uh, amazing athlete, amazing career, it's time to go, Carly. Um, yeah. And it's not like we said, depth on depth on depth. It's not like they'll miss these players, right? What they need to do is have something of a kind of a mega couple of like, with Germany, when they had that, what was it 2010, I believe, and they had that like kind of come to Jesus moment, like w- from the from the we need to totally redo things the way we are as an yeah, organization. A whole, there's a whole book about it, right? That, and they won the next it. World Cup, right? Do I think change everything that they do? Do I think that the U.S. women's team? It's time to go, Robbie. Do I think that the women's team is going to suddenly pull a train out in Tobago and miss the World Cup? Do I think they're going to str- – no, of course not. They're going to they walk into miss, every competition. Miss, they won't miss the World Cup ever. Right. But they will struggle to compete with the best teams that are emerging. And it over time, if they don't change anything, it will become basically a mirror image of the men's team where they're just outclassed and outgunned, but they're stronger yeah. and faster. the United States – have 350 million people the largest probably it's the number one i have a lack of a better word middle class sport to play in the united states yeah right it's suburban it's getting better it's getting better and we yeah. are we have had a reckoning we lo- we missed the world cup they fucking right. cleaned house right so well so the men's team already did but this right? is this is the version of a reckoning for the women's team because they were just cruising along it was effectively i think it was greece that beat the men's basketball team in 04 and everybody turned their heads like, that's not supposed to happen. They that happened the, three what times. They, have? they had the redeem team. <laughs> right, 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 right. So in China, when everyone, got their, when everyone got their fucking shoe deals in 2008. Right. <laughs> we need a redeem team. And the, the yeah. important thing to notice is that it's not – it has nothing to do 
really with the players on the field. You're not going to lose Christian Press. You're not going to lose Alex Morgan. You're going to have Julie Hurts. Sure. Okay. They can, they can stay, but like, but again, it's the, it's the Rapinos. It's the, um, uh, the other one that I just, I said, Carly Lloyd. Thank you. So, those we need to continue to Crest, create. Tobin com- Heath, they're fucking old. Yeah, create competition from within, and in doing so, create competition in a way that hasn't been seen before from our team, which is playing with a style. They're like they're together and whatever. And although actually they're not, because half of them are kneeling and half of them aren't. So there's actually some probably rifts in that locker room that probably exist. Yeah, but that, that's fine. Well, I guess. I didn't even realize. But they always had that like togetherness, right? Like they're always like, oh, we're all in it and we're all suing U.S. soccer together, which by the way, they lost. But they need to have a stylistic reckoning and and come come to the the middle and say, okay, we're going to do this differently from here on out. And and to be clear, if that happens, they will win the next five tournaments. No problem. But what what needs to happen is exactly that because this this is a, a moment where you go, this is good for the women's game overall that this happened because the U S team basically has been skating by, as we've said, painstakingly now on just talent and talent alone or athleticism, not even talent. Um, now they're being punched in the face. How do you respond? Yeah, I think if- they'll be okay. I do. I do think they will be okay. And I think one of the things that, you know, our, our lovely Facebook group, you know, I always like to show, uh, everyone made the point like, Hey, you're beating a dead horse. I'm like, no, we're not beating a dead horse. It, it's because we fucking give a shit, right? I was it's I was beating our, a dead horse. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's, it's our team, right? It's like, oh, I get it. You don't want them to win. No, it's not that we don't want them to win. We don't want them to 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 repeat the mistakes and keep losing, right? right. It's this sort of style problem. It's the, you know, are we selecting players for skill? Or are we selecting players for fame? Are they do, are they pulling rank and saying, hey, I need this endorsement? And I need I need people to watch the U.S. American team because we've built out these characters rather than, hey, this this team as a unit is better. This is always the fight that happens with national teams. And it is hard. Like, but look, Spain, they were like, hey, Ramos, PK, you guys got to go. You're out. You're out. And they were penalty kicks away from what? The semifinal? And they were Um, awesome, right? They got beat by they got beat because they couldn't because they don't have a striker. Not because right. they didn't fucking outplay everyone. And they're actually their, their striker that sucked actually did do something. He scored in that game. And, but the one thing, <laughs> yeah, that he did. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, one thing that I'm curious to see every year after an Olympic or World Cup year in the last roughly ten, yeah. because the U.S. team has either won or lost in the final, mm. there has been a bump in NWSL interest, attendance, all of that. They sucked. Happen. I think they're going to miss that bump. Plus, I think the biggest loser in all this is that league. The other thing, well, that's good, but it's all the Olympics have been just a fucking shambles. Like, like hey, listen, it's the as wrong much as year. We, everything's off. It's a mess. Like, it's as on, much as everything. as much as I want to sit there and say, "Oh, go woke, go broke." Well, that bullshit. It's no, twelve. Bullshit. It's twelve hours. Oh, oh, off. Right. Like the game was on at four a.m. Eastern time this morning. Yeah, it's not. It it's. Really- Lend. It's just not tenable, and then, right? And SNBC has everything all over the place. It's just, it's people. They've really fucked we, this up. No, as much as we think that people cut cords and streams, the bulk of the people who would watch the Olympics at that four once every four years, they're watching the Olympics at nine p.m. on NBC mm-hmm. with Mike Tirico hosting a show. They're not on Roku 
picking the fucking all the different sports they want to watch because they're just like, oh, yeah, look, Jodo, Judo, we're going to win. No, they, they need to be programmed. They're dumb. They need to be told. They, they, listen, yeah, this is what I want to watch. Well, here's why I think the Olympics are kind of silly inherently, right? These are sports, quote unquote, mostly competitions that you don't know about or don't give a shit about for three years and 50 weeks, right? right? But, you, but, but, but it's the narrative. It makes a show. It's a story. It's a good show. It's a one okay. three, four years show. Right? It would it's be jingoism awesome. is what it is. You see how well, dumb that you sounds? Love you love jingoism. That's my point. Is that all these people are like, oh, these white supremacists and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what do you think the Olympics is? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like the way to show how supreme you are. Like, it's not a coincidence that, uh, you know, the first World Cup in 19th, the, one of the early World Cups, uh, Mussolini spent all the money on the soccer team to try and win because they were probably all on amphetamines. Hey, anyone remember 1936 Berlin? I do. I mean, <laughs> well, everyone did it. Look, I'm even wearing a shirt. This doesn't. Yeah, I was gonna say that looks a little <laughs> third Reichy. That was completely unintentional. That it's looks a little, little third Reichy, but that is <laughs> you know our Nazi gonna, reference of the week. Now that we're doing gonna, uh, video, gonna, we're gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> you going all the way up? I got, no, it was all the way up. I gotta undo it. Now it's okay. It's yeah, good, 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 good. Now you're now you're okay. <laughs> uh, no, that's weird. It lo- it's like Reich. Like your 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 accent no, right. changes, yeah, right. Like as you do a button, right? Like uh, as the right. Um, we're yeah, going to have to add graphics for season two now that we've got video, and one of them up, is going to be. It's very Reiki. Yeah, you should wear that. That should be your uniform for the show now. My uniform. Um, hmm, very interesting. Exactly. Um. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get fancy graphics for season two. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but we should talk about another American moment. That, that yes. went on that you were about to transition to, and I stepped I on you, uh, which is uh, U.S. men's team, the original team. Uh, they beat Mexico in the Gold Cup in a hostile environment in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and they deserved some credit. I have been, they fought, it was a shit game, but it was fun. It was very, it was a lot of fun. It was a B team from Mexico and a C team from the U.S. No, it was almost guys, their best 11. I, a lot of guys I'd never heard of that I, yeah. liked i mean kellen acosta was a real central defending midfield he was like a a shit ingolo Conte. i mean i thought like, the same really i was gonna good? go well because he was like sort of everywhere and like, I, like I, a shit fernandinho or something something i was gonna go like shit hoybier but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah because he was everywhere but it was really it was funny that there was so much athleticism on display and just so little actual footballing skill um hope he really tried he really. Did. He said, speaking of shit, he's just a shit Quinn Dempsey, right? So um, I could see. I saw parallels everywhere. If Jassy Zardes is not the fucking reincarnation of Danny Welbeck, I don't know who is. <laughs> I was gonna say Josie Altador. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not even that good. I mean, right, right. I, but what's Josie Altador? He's a shit Danny Welbeck. They're all that's incarnations of Danny Welbeck. Yeah, but I true. did like like one of the things that I I'm getting better at over the years is like really appreciating something that teams do like. Jesse's artist fucking runs all yeah. day. Like now I know why team why he signed. Like he goes into the box and defends, and then he comes all the way out and he makes the runs. You're like for 120 minutes. Yeah, he fucking um, runs. And Hoppy was like you said, a shit Clint Dempsey. A lot of attitude, a lot of trying, a lot of shots over the bar. Very, uh, <laughs> very, very good. Uh, I thought the central midfielder for I forget Williams might have been his name. Black guy with a little bit of a mm-hmm. cool beard. He was really good getting stuck in. 
The defense for the United States was really good. We got lucky. There was some really bad Mexican finishing. Uh, like there were at least three shin shots that were like, you know what? If you, they would have been good finishes, but good strikers finished them. This reminded me of, of again, a shit version of, of Mourinho's Spurs from, from the U S early on, because they had their opportunities. They hit the post, they missed one. Um, but they, then they basically bunkered, right. And they gave Mexico the game, but as the second half started to kind of, right. Yeah. As the second half. Right. They, they, they more or less gave the game back. And it was interesting to see the United States. It was almost like, it was almost like, uh, like the fifth round of Rocky four with like, he can bleed rock, get him. And they were like, okay, yeah. they started growing confidence, grow back into yeah. the game all was, of a sudden. And it was young players. It was the youngest US. They were hungry. It was fun team ever. And they yeah. ran and they ran. It was a performance that was shit. It was a performance low on quality, but it was a performance to be proud of like it was good certainly it felt yeah it was positive there were moments there was breathing you were like la- giggling at how bad something like, what the <laughs> so through like, all three, of three um, passes through the midfield and the guys on going like what are you doing <laughs> it wasn't 12 man it was um Stu holden Stu holden yeah, and uh and yeah no he's fine Stu holden and alexi Lawis on the calls right or, or alexi, no, alexi Lawis. No, he was in the like in the studio oh, or whatever, right? And so between the two of them, through like the end of extra time and then like the couple of different stops, it was interesting for they they were freaking out. They like their their patriotism and pride was exuding, right? This was not a statement win for the United States over Mexico. No. There will be players who were on that side who are in the World Cup roster, assuming we make it. Um They'll be depth players. They'll be role guys. But hold on. This was not a statement. It was, a like you said, it was a feel-good win. It was fun. It was great. But it was a blooding in. Like, these are guys that, not being funny, there are guys who played tonight, yesterday. This is the greatest moment of their career. It oh, yeah. No, no, no. This. Without question. And by the way, there's no shame in that. That's a fantastic peak. Yeah. Uh, that's and, the top and of CONCACAF. And it's Berhalter taking his balls out and going, let me do what I do. He just bought himself a lot of goodwill, a lot yes. of the Burholter sucks. It's nepotism. Your brother's in charge. Someone, some, I read an article. Actually, I saw the snippet of an article that um, <laughs> they basically called Burholter a commissar who understood how to work within the party and now has gotten in <laughs> charge of the team. I was like, Nice. <laughs> he's a good. fucking apparatchik, and and he's uh he's worked his way through the party, and he's become friends with Stalin, and uh, now he's running the, uh, the 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 grain ministry, and he's just moved up to run the railroad, which is the best job you can have. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's fantastic. So he got the, well done. It's so that's a that's a that's a Nazi and a Soviet reference this week, oh, folks. So you guys good. are doing so great. Good. So he's, um, he's great. He worked the system. He got where he needed to go within the U.S. Now he's the coach. He's the he has the most famous job you can have in the U.S. Yeah, without right? question. And so the thing that I want to take away from this game is not, again, not a statement win. The valleys are rising for the U.S. men's national team. And what I mean by that is the depth is getting better. It was an MOS slate inside, arguably our C team, but they still beat a pretty close to the best 11 Mexico team. And and like I said, the, the skill is it's slowly and it's incremental, but it's getting better. What I'm curious about is if this gets Tata Martino sacked. What are your no, thoughts on no, that? No, 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 no
He just lost twice to the U.S. in six weeks. Mexico doesn't take too kindly if, to that. Yeah, but if they if they do that, they're stupid. He's I didn't say they weren't stupid. I didn't. I, that's not why my question was right. So um, I'm curious if that happens because the game, the crazy game, uh, in what was it in Colorado in six weeks ago, uh, when you had Pulisic, you had uh, all the other stars who, who are going to be the 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 water runners for these guys, these these team, right? That was a statement win. That was a hey. The new guard is here, and we are ready to fight you for every inch in CONCACAF. And so that by was way, one of those, like, way, okay. By the way, I have to step back one second. There was one player that I was extra, like, extra proud of, James Sands. One, comes up through NYCFC. Two, he's born and raised in New York. He's our only guy. Ah. <laughs> so we have a New Yorker, 21 years old. Respect. Uh, he he was great in defense. It, this was a really American team. It's kind of nice, like – you know, they yeah. were, they're not like foreign weirdo. Uh, he's barely an American, you know, he's, 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 we grandfather. But those days in. are sort of over though, right? Like yeah, what we've, we've got our own guys. Yeah. We haven't outsourced the Jermaine Joneses of the world anymore. The John Brooks's, um, although he's still part of the team, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's, we're taking guys, we talked about this at length. We're taking guys, we're going overseas at 15 16 years old and we're coming back better than we could have ever been if we stayed on this soil yeah, so Kellen I mean, Acosta is American he plays from well Texas. but he like, yeah no but he's in MLS and he was yeah, he was for me fantastic. the man of the match Miles Robinson was great he had he had the winner um but he was everywhere uh and and the goalkeeper whose name is escaping me was very Turner. good Turner. yes yes Turner he was um, our man of the tournament because city the United States got their ass handed to them in most games. Like they could have lost three different times. Yeah. <laughs> Including to Qatar who was in it for some reason. Well, they need, you know, they got the world cup. They got to get their guy. Right. But I low key wanted Qatar to win the gold cup. Like, Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Fucking stupid. But no, I I'm excited for the, the future of the U S team. Not because of what happened last night. I enjoyed lo- watching Mexico lose last night, but mm-hmm. it's for the idea that, the depth is getting slightly better. And I'm okay with that because I don't expect any of these guys to, to be big pieces of a World Cup caliber team, but you're going to need something out of somebody on that team. So yeah, I feel gonna, good about Acosta. Those, I feel those, good about, uh, about those, Robinson. They're, they're battle-tested. It's guys that in the middle of the, the Premier League season and you have a fucking – you're doing okay in the hex and you have away in El Salvador – you can go. You can go get three Costa, points. Go fucking play the six. Remember how you were. We're gonna go get this game. We don't have all our guys. Pulisic, maybe we have a couple guys. You know, Tim Weah's here. Go do do a job for me. Go get go be this my guy. Done. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And now Bill Holter has a crew of his guys that are just like they will be attached to him forever. They, he's got a mentality piece that can help. And, and, you know, to be fair, I mean, I, I didn't have any belief in him because of, of, of the nepotism of his commissar growth. You know, he's he's, <laughs> he's fucking he's uh, Molotov at this point. You know, he's yeah, just he's he's Khrushchev. He'll stab the fucking U.S. He'll stab his brother in the back and, and have a coup and take over the country. Yep. Uh, you know, I watched Death of Stalin. Really good movie. Actually, more <laughs> accurate than what actually happened, which is they fucking had a coup after Stalin died. Anyway, good times. Um, but Commissar, Commissar Berhalter, I think that's a better name, uh, did like well. It. So, so good for him. 
And uh, I think we have, like you said, we have hope, not hoppy, but hope. Oh, not hoppy, uh, not Matt hoppy. Um, and then I don't, got... you know, for the World Cup, right? Like it's coming soon. Like, um, sort of. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like. I keep, yeah, I keep getting excited. Like during the Euro, I kept getting excited about it because I was like, it's going to be next year. It's going to be next year. It's not really, it's the end of next year. Right. Yeah. So, but it's gonna, <sighs> it guarantees to have a weird winner. It's not going to be a big team. It's going to be some weird fucking country. It's going to be the World Cup where something weird happens because uh, the Qataris get a hold of someone's daughter and say, we're going to kill you if you win this tournament. Yeah. Like a, but, they're going to pull a Khashoggi on them. Current events, but, current events, current events. <laughs> Put your name on it. Who you got? Who's your weird dark horse World Cup team? Uh, seeing as I picked Sweden in the final, uh, but they, I got it wrong. They're in the final for the women. See, I was yeah. it was it yeah. was in the air. I had it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get super weird. Uh, I don't think I wouldn't say any team that's won the World Cup can be a dark horse. So it has to be somebody weird. Um, let's go with our friends who played so well. Uh, an improving Dom's guard leads Denmark wow. to the Love fucking it. final. Of the oh World my Cup. goodness, he did it, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, no way, I'm not. I can't pick Denmark. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Russia because they're in. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guitar. Yeah. yeah. But the problem <laughs> is they're not good. They, they don't. No, no, no. But it doesn't they, matter. But it right, doesn't they're matter. not free enough to even have the creativity to have the thoughts to do it. Like if That's they would have said Ukraine, I'd have been like. All right, fuck it. Well, my first thought was China, but I'm like, they're really not good. But like, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really yeah. bad. They're not. They're not ready. Or maybe so it's got... like, maybe it's Hinmin's son leads South Korea, a historically uh... great team in in World Cup. They're famous. Oh they goodness. had a famous win in the 50s. Maybe it's South Korea. They beat Germany last yeah, time around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's Korea uh, doing uh... it, or maybe it's like one of the African teams. Let's throw like Senegal into the mix. Just because, yeah. why not? They, I was going to go like Chile. Chile. Chile gets back into the tournament. No, they're out. They got run. nothing. They got nothing. They got nothing. They, they burnt because Bielsa killed them and ran them into oh, the yeah, ground. And then Paoli did the same thing. They did win those two uh, Copa Americas that mm -hmm. were played in back-to-back -back years for some reason. I don't know why. They, yeah, like 2014 or 15. Cent, right, because it was a centenario. They just were like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it like, again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like if they had the Gold Cup next year. Just like, yeah, we're going to do They've it. They've done that too. Of course they it's ridiculous. I was looking at the, the the years that the U.S. has won. It's like 2007, 2009. I'm like, there was one in 08 too. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So we've got 10 days before the Premier League is back. I'm excited about it. We've got a couple of shows before then. We're going to mm -hmm. be talking all about the different moves that are hopefully not going to be made, Harry Kane. But uh, all of the transfers, all of the uh, excitement, some fantasy discussion. We've got our draft coming up next week. We're excited for that. Um, I, yeah, and I've been um, I've been doing previews. They'll be showing up on a daily basis. There you on, go. On the, on the group, so check them out. I'm doing the top 10 from last season, uh, putting in their expected goal difference rank to give a little bit of a sense of are they good, are they not good. Uh, you know, got a little blurb for each one. Put a little prediction in. Uh, there's typos, which would be on brand for me. That's yep. so. Come back, come back every day, uh, and we'll get to number one, which of course will be City. Uh, yeah, no, were... th th there's no, there's no. Like, we'll do our predictions over the next week. I'm just gonna tell you now, if the, anybody in their right mind picks anybody other than Manchester City first, they should be locked up. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, with listen, or without Grealish and Kane, there's always yeah, there's always shocks. There's always whatever. 
last season, City won the league, and it was their worst season in like five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't want to talk about Manchester City anymore. Let's get out of here. Okay. All right. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and the Rock Cartoons. We are the football week of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss a show. And if you are listening on Apple, Apple, do you hear me? Hello? Please rank and subscribe. Apple. And rate the show because it makes a huge difference. God, is that you? <laughs>